Welcome to the Thriving Farmer Podcast. I'm your host, Michael Kilpatrick. Our mission is to inspire, educate, and celebrate sustainable farming. We believe that you can build a profitable, sustainable farm that gives you true farm freedom. Join us as we talk to farmers, innovators, educators, and entrepreneurs to glean their top takeaways in business and life. Hey, Thriving Farmers, Michael Kilpatrick here. Joining me today is Gene Howard, who is a trained community herbalist, drum circle facilitator, and musician sharing natural wellness education through music and programs on, off-farm, and virtual. They run an off-grid capable solar, educational, medicinal herb, and organic egg farm with a yellow barn healthy life store where they sell a wide variety of products. Welcome to the podcast, Gene. Greetings from Matthews County, Virginia. All right. Give us a little bit of an overview of your operation because you're doing a lot of things there. We are. And I wanted to start off by giving you something free that I paid money for. Okay. Um, that is be sure to introduce what you're doing very strongly so that people don't turn off. I, I used to, because we are covering so much here, mm -hmm. I used to go blah, 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 when I would introduce myself and the farm and people would just shut their ears because it was just too much. So, and I'm just going to share with you how I introduce my farm. Uh -huh. And then, um, and you should also, I really, I really, uh, you know, advise you to think about your introduction. And so this is my introduction. I am a trained community herbalist and drum circle facilitator, farming and educational off-grid capable solar medicinal herb and egg farm. We share natural wellness through programs and music on and off farm and virtual. I just added the virtual part. Uh -huh. Yes. <laughs> and uh, I strongly recommend that every business does this, um, especially farming, because so often farms cover so much. And when somebody comes up to you and says, says, oh, what do you do? We tend to like throw up information all over them and, and uh -huh. it just overwhelms them. So, and then if after I give my little, my little elevator introduction, uh -huh. then if they want to know more, then I go further and let them know everything we're doing. I just uh -huh. really believe in defining yourself strongly. And like I said, I paid money to learn how to do that. So I'm sharing that and uh, uh -huh. got it free today. Okay. Well, thank you for that. So with your farm, when did you start the farm? We started it in, um, we actually opened to the public in uh, 2017, but um, I, I never dreamed I'd be doing what I'm doing. Um, visitors who came to a simple herb farm in 2017 are really surprised when they come by today. Uh -huh. um, then we just had a few little herbs grow in. We had like a couple of chickens. I mean, we didn't, we didn't even have a lot of the outbuildings. And um, but now they come. We've got 120 laying Rhode Island red hens. Uh, we've got about 12 khaki Campbell ducks. We just put in a rabbit colony, um, which uh -huh. I don't know what the heck we're going to do with all those rabbits. <laughs> but they're mostly just for the the cutesy factor. The kids yeah. love it. They just and the adults too. I have a big. I always have a big carrot patch. And before we go back and see the rabbits, everybody gets to pull a, a couple of carrots. And you'd be amazed how many kids don't even know that carrots go, uh -huh. come from the ground. Uh -huh. It's really sad. And uh, so we pull the carrots and we take them back there. And the rabbits are living in, we have a house back there. And then they got all these little burrows and logs and stuff. And as we come in there, the rabbits have learned that people mean food. And so they all come running out to people. And uh, it's really become quite an attraction. Um, so you raise the, the rabbits, they're more of a communal setting. 
Yes, yes, yeah, colony raising where it's not in cages. And uh -huh. um, so it's, it's quite interesting. And, and of course, everything we do here on the farm, uh, I'm able to teach classes on too. Everything we do here, I'm able to teach yeah. about cut flowers, teach about chickens, teach about the bees, teach about everything. And um, so I soon will be able to teach about the rabbits. I'm, I'm still learning now the ins and outs of it, but um, you know, they, they, they're not really meat rabbits. They're more, we, we rescued them from a place in Williamsburg. They, they were taking good care of them, Yeah. But, but they didn't need them anymore. And they were in just these little cages. And, you know, we thought, you know, we've been wanting to add something that the kids could pet at the farm. And, and we thought, well, you know, but we didn't want to have them in cages. So we wanted to do the rabbit colony. So that's really kind of different. Uh, we do need to figure out what we're going to do with all the rabbits. We're thinking maybe sell them as pets or, um, mm -hmm. you know, we'll, we'll, we'll work it out. We will work it out. Yeah. So I have no doubt. So how far are you from, let's say, Washington, D.C.? We're about three hours from D.C. We're about an hour and a half from Richmond, Virginia. Okay. Uh, we're Middle Peninsula, right on the coast. We're about a half a mile from the Chesapeake Bay, so we are very coastal. Okay. Um, so we, warmer. Uh, we, we are off-grid capable solar, and uh, so we do everything the old-fashioned way. We tend to make our farm very old-fashioned and close to the earth. And um, so the poultry is raised in large coops the way they used to, uh, using the deep litter method on dirt floors. Okay. Uh, that way the poop compost until we clean it out like two times a year. We're only five acres, so we're too small for the pastures and chicken tractors. Uh, mm -hmm. So we use all the straw in, straw out constantly the way Joel Salatin said you should if you cannot do the tractors and, and um and, and mm -hmm. use pastures. So uh, we have them in big 30 by 50 foot, foot poultry yards. So they're quite large. And um, like I said, we, we, we were very inspired by Joel Salatin. So we, um, we, we do that. And we are looking to expand as farm around us comes available. We might be able to do more with the pasture because I really like the chicken tractor thing. Yeah. Um, it's just we, we're not big enough. We're, we're five acres and we have two acres in woods. And then so we're only like really using about three acres. Gotcha. So farming and for agritourism. So what was your background before farming? Um, well, I, I kind of wanted to do a little bit more about, about what's happening here at the farm, if that's okay. Yeah, go for um, it. Because I wasn't quite finished. Um, we accidentally laid out the farm correctly. With okay. a quiet, even though we're so small, we laid it out with like a quiet side and then a business side. And um, that the quiet side has the meditation labyrinth and the woodland peace path. The, the business side has the growing hoop house and all the plants for sale on the tables. And then all the animals are in the back of the property. Okay. So our farm then offers a yellow barn, healthy life store, which we were so going to paint red. I, we even bought the red paint a couple of years ago. Yeah. It was an old barn that was about to fall down. And when we went to restore it, we found the original cookhouse in there. So we restored it again around the original cookhouse and we, we turned it into a two room store and with the cookhouse being the second room. And um, like I said, we started to paint it red and then something just told me, it's like paint it yellow, paint it yellow. So we painted it yellow and people, that has become kind of its trademark, the yellow uh -huh. healthy bar, healthy, the yellow barn, healthy life store. So in that store, what, um, you sell a wide variety of products. Yes, we're, we're a health food store. So we've been able to be open this whole time. Uh, the CDC said we could be open since we're a health food store. We sell what you would find in a health food store, healthy cleaning products, beauty products, um, essential oils, herbs, eggs, duck eggs and chicken eggs. And uh, we, we feed our poultry an organic, soy-free, non-GMO feed. And so the eggs are really good. And they eat a lot of uh, organic weeds 
and um, and and we actually grow hydroponically um, organic sunflower sprouts for them, and they get a tray of that every day too. And um, so we, it, it, it's what a health food store would be. And then the second room is the herb room. We've got okay. a whole wall of the big gallon jars of, of dried herbs that you can come and make your own tea blends. So that's kind of our trademark right there. And so we, we sell bulk herbs, and which is very hard to find. Mm-hmm. Um, so some, uh, of them, some of them we grow and some we order from reliable organic sources. So. Okay. So, yeah, talk to me a little bit about the production side of the farm. So, um, because obviously with a store, there's just so many products you can't offer them yourselves. But what things do you focus on growing? Uh, well, the things we grow, um, well, I, I, it, um, we, well we, we have the, the labyrinth and the meditation paths, and then we have flower gardens. We grow them the herb gardens. Um, we are a medicinal herb and organic egg farm. And we have herbal areas to explore. We're, we've kind of let a, an area grow wild. We, uh-huh. we were going to knock it down and make it, make it pretty, right? And then we, we thought, no, we're not, we're not a botanical garden. We're a place where you want to explore and find things just like growing in the grass, you know? So we let this one area grow up, and it must have 15 kinds of herbs growing in there. And so people that are really into it dig around. We have little shovels they can actually explore and discover. And uh, they really have a good time digging up something they can take home. So we, we do that. Um, we, uh, we have honeybee hives. Um, I used to be very much into the honeybees, and at one time I had 20 hives, but now we just have three here on the property. But I'm afraid our area is not very good um, for that. Uh, we're surrounded by so much commercial farming mm. that um, I'm afraid it, it's just not good for them. I, I, I used to be able to keep a, lot, a hive alive for five, six, seven years. Seems like lately it's only a year or two. Mm-hmm. And it's which is sad, you know, but um, besides the gardens and everything, uh, we uh, we we do programs. Programs is one of our big money makers here at the farm. We have a huge drum circle area, and we also put in the peppermint outdoor performance stage, which is okay. where we music festivals, and um, and then we we grow elderberry. I'm an elderberry grower. I'm a cut flower grower, and we just became small time hemp growers. We're not doing it in any big way. But we hope to in 2021 to offer our own CBD oil as well as some other as well as other health products that are created right here on the farm. Very cool. We also hope to offer a farm salad mix, uh, which will be nutritious lettuces we've grown right here, and we're going to throw in a handful of edible flowers. Uh, we have three moringa trees that we cultivate in our in our greenhouse, and okay. we're going to throw in leaves from that. That that's a power food. That's a super food, and we're also going to add edible seasonal weeds. So like the tonic weeds, you know, where else mm-hmm. can you buy a salad mix? It's got a handful of dandelion and and wood mm-hmm. sorrel and uh, and gatu cola in there. So. Uh, it's going to be quite different, and we're also going to be offering cut flower bouquets. I used to really be into growing cut flowers a couple of years ago, and then I kind of got out to, out of it as we got busy with all the other areas. But this year, we're working with that. We want to grow cut flowers and sell them. Um, when I say working with it, I mean we're creating our process, because you can't just like cut a flower mm. and say, here, here's a bouquet. You've got to cut it a certain way. You've got to um, you know, season it a certain way, and then, then, then it will last. It'll be a good lasting bouquet. So, um, you know, so that, that's what we're working towards. As far as programs, um, I do a lot of programs on and off form. I, we do a lot of virtual now because of the COVID. And um, I also offer um, an annual herbalist course, which is, mm. um, it, I only take 10 people a year. It's seven, six-hour sessions. We usually start in April and end in October, but this year we were able to start in June, and we're going to end in November. 
Okay, so seven, six hours, that's 42 hours of education. Yes, I, I'm, I'm a trained herbalist. I actually trained for four years. And what I'm sharing in this class is pretty much what I learned in my first two years of my herbalist training. So it's a foundations plus class is what it uh -huh. is. And it's very intense. And when you get done, you, you feel competent to work uh -huh. with the herbs and everything. And um, I'm, I'm blessed to, I, like I said, I only take 10 a year. And the people that were on my list for this year, I was I was so afraid they might cancel, you know, because uh -huh. of the COVID and I was kept having to, I kept in touch though, and nobody left, nobody dropped out. I was so impressed with them and I sure appreciate their steadfastness. And um, so we're, we're in the middle of the course right now. We've only got three more to go and they are just doing excellent. We're meeting at one, we have two large covered outdoor areas that we can use as classrooms. Okay. So we're meeting in that, we're meeting safely and we're making it through and uh, it's it's working out very well. And I've already got four people on the list for next year. So I feel so blessed, wow. you know, so. Um, and uh, yeah, I, you, you asked, asked about our background. Um, I, my husband and I have been married over 46 years. Um, I, Congrats. Uh, I know, I know, <laughs> I know, and we're still good friends. <laughs> Although he says he is starting an abused husband's club because of all the work around here, you know, so, but uh, he, we, we got married in 74, and uh, I never dreamed we'd be doing what we're doing. We, uh, I always worked in offices. Uh, my husband was active duty Coast Guard, and as okay. he moved around, I mostly did accounts payable. I did it a couple of times for the Coast Guard as we were moving around, and my last job was um, at a big dental office here in Gloucester, Virginia. And uh, when we moved to our five-acre farm here in Matthews in 1997, um, I, I in 1998, I took the Virginia Tech Master Gardener course. Um, I learned natural beekeeping from an elderly Dutch guy that was doing it in the area. And I tell you, if you ever want to learn the best way to do anything, ask an elderly person because they don't waste any time. They don't waste any money. Wow. They just know the basics, and um, I tell you, he'd be really sad to know how, how weak the bees are today due to con toxic conditions around here. But, um, but we did that, and um, we actually, when, when my husband retired from the Coast Guard, um, we actually started um, a business, C-A-N-J, Inc., I-N-K., and because that was kind of what he wanted to do. He mm. was a personalized gift business online. So we kind of warmed up with that. And I thought, I thought we were busy then. It's like, no way. We are so much busier now. But, um, but when he went back to work um, at Fort Eustis Army Base, I changed it into CA&J Farm. And at that time, I was still working full time, but mm. I was doing it on the side. And I started doing like farmers markets. I started selling a few eggs. I, I, um, I always brought. I've I've always been into music, and I've been in a few groups. I've been playing the guitar since 1984, mm. and then um, only recently, I've just the last few years, I became a drum circle facilitator. But um, but anyway, when we when I first started out, I um, I was just playing my guitar and entertaining. I made a little money. I was kind of semi pro. Mm. I made some money at farmers markets and festivals and playing the the music and and selling some of my items I, I did crafts for a while but I was awful at it um, I really was you know not everybody has the talent to make a good wreath you know uh -huh, uh -huh. And, uh, so anyway I um, went in 2013 I decided that I wanted to be home so I gave up my full-time job um, decided I just wanted to be home just making a small farm for us here and just uh -huh. to take care of us and um, so I, I, you know, we, we got a few chickens. I, I, um, I, we got a, a dog. We got two dogs, the Great White Pyrenees, Jack and Jill. Yep. 
and just loved them. And we were just doing our own little thing. My husband and I have always been preppers. And in fact, I'm adding that to the farm tour soon as our big prepping area and my big grow light room and my big plastic room where I grow things. But uh, but anyway, to go back to our beginnings, um, and uh, I, I went and took just a simple two-hour herb course because I was interested in just uh-huh. taking care of us. And um, and I fell in love with the subject and wound up going to school for four years. And so in 2017, I said, okay, we got to open to the public and I got to share this and this this knowledge of natural wellness. And so we opened, like I said, we were very simple when we opened. And, uh, you know, it, we hardly had anything here, but still people loved it. Um, and I remember at the time I opened, um, I actually uh, I actually tried doing Young Living Essential Oils also, uh-huh. which it's a great product, and I had a pretty good team going, but it, it just wasn't for me. I wanted something more simple. I wanted something I could grow myself. I wanted uh-huh. to run my own business, not just work for another company. And um, I feel that way about Facebook too, you know? You can't depend on Facebook or anybody. You need to build your own email customer list. Uh-huh. Uh, something could happen. Facebook could go away tomorrow and then you wouldn't have be able to reach your customers. So you've got to develop your relationships and your list with your people, you know, so that they will always come to you. I'm a real believer in that. So then your marketing, does that go directly? Do you market to your email list frequently or how does that work? I do. I do. I, I also, I, I market through, um, I, I do use social media. I use uh-huh. a lot. I share to a lot of groups. Um, I advertise in local papers all the time. Um, I, um, I, I do two times a month in one paper and one time a month in another. I belong to a lot of groups, um, a lot of chamber groups and things yeah. like that. And uh, I, I, I'm, I'm a real believer in that. You've got to get out there. You've got to get out there. You, you, know, you can have the prettiest farm in the world and be doing the most wonderful things, but nobody's going to find you if they don't know about it. So uh-huh. you've got to be out there. You think there's no time, but you've got to attend you know, meetings. And one thing I'm a big believer in, too, is that your business, whether it's a farm or a, or a brick and mortar, should be involved in the community and should be involved in charities. Um, we're, our farm's a big supporter of our local humane society. And we actually won an award last year for that. And I was so proud of that. I, I hung that plaque in our store, you know, and people really like seeing that. And, you know, you need to do that. Um, I know you ask about our, our, um, our, our, my, my typical week. Um, Yeah. And, uh, it is when I, you know, I didn't really realize how busy I was until I started thinking about that. And, uh, but we're open to the public year round and weekly, most Thursdays, Fridays, and Saturdays from 10.30 to 6. But Mondays and Tuesdays are my office days. So okay. those are the days that I do QuickBooks, because I do all that, you know, advertising, yeah. networking, social media, ordering for the store. I do the store work, you know, replacing the herbs in the jars, you know, stocking, cleaning, you know. It's um, quite, quite interesting. Um, I also do programs on and off farm and virtual on those days. And I'm also a Tidewater Arts Outreach artist. Um, it's, it's strange how I heard about that. And it's another way of being involved in the community. They're a local organization that provide music. They provide the arts to shut-ins. And so I actually make a little money doing that. Um, they send me to nursing homes and places. And I love doing that. Uh-huh. Wednesdays are my only off day. My only off, I'm sorry, my only off farm day. It's not my off day. It's my off farm day. Because if, and I know most farmers know, if you're running the roads every day, nothing's getting done at your farm. So Uh you need to put everything on one day and that's your day to be gone. And so Wednesdays, I leave early and get back late. 
I deliver eggs to two local health food stores and sometimes herbs too. Um, I deliver to a few people um, to homes as I pass by them. I do my banking, shopping, any errands, um, you know, because that's important. You know, I can't be running out every day. Uh So, um, yeah, so I put everything on there, doctor's appointments, anything like that, hair appointments. (laughs) Yeah. Um, And then Thursdays. Oh, my gosh. Thursdays are our big work day. We're also open to the public, so we have customers coming and going too and and it's funny they've kind of gotten where they get involved i mean they'll start helping me with the you know bales of straw and stuff Mm -hmm. but um that thursdays is full of paid workers i have a few paid young people that work part-time and then i've all of a sudden we're getting all these volunteers Mm -hmm. and um so i'm really giving a lot of thought to that if i if i manage it right i've heard some people say that you know, volunteers are just kind of a pain in the butt because they just want to visit and they don't, they don't want to work. Yeah. Well, I have not found that to be the case. I think it's all the way you work with your volunteers. You've got to uh-huh. let them know what you need done. You've got to set the scene that, yeah, we're here working. We're working together. Yeah, it's fine to talk. And we all have lunch together. Everybody brings their lunch. And so the yeah. paid people and me we, and the volunteers, we all eat together and share our lives, what's going on. Um, I make sure I share knowledge. A lot of people are working here uh, volunteering because they want to learn. And so I make sure I, I share. Oh, look at that. That's that, that's medicinal. That's growing right down there at your feet. You know, look at that. I made a salad today from that. You know, so I make sure I share. They want to learn about how to plant a tomato, how to uh, cut a cut flower the correct way. You know, they, you know, and so I share that as they're working. And I also use the fair, fun, and firm method. Okay. You know, I, I'm always very fair. I listen because they have opinions too. And, you know, it's funny. Um, I had some volunteers last week that I said, hey, you know, I have five vases here that I would love to uh, look pretty at the farm all weekend. It was on Thursday we were doing this. Yeah. And so I said, um, you know, I've, I've showed you how to cut the flowers. Would you go back to the cut flower garden, fill up these vases with water, and place them around the farm? And I said, we always put one by the refreshment area, one, uh, you know, in the store, two on the back deck where the big, like all the picnic tables are, and then one over at the walking labyrinth. When I said that, I meant on the picnic table that's over at the walking labyrinth, but, you know, when I looked over there, they had put it right in the middle of the labyrinth, which mm. was the place where you wound up after you stopped meditating and everything. And I thought, I just left it there. I thought that was gorgeous. Now, see, I didn't even think about that. Yeah. But I thought that was so beautiful. And, you know, it's, you, you know, you get so much of your ideas from people. You know, you really do. It's, it's, it's interesting. So I try not to be too set in my ways. I try to be open. And, and you've got to do that. And uh, an, another thing we do that I do with my paid workers too and my volunteers, I don't try to micromanage them. I think so often we do and so often people that own their farms feel like, and, and I feel that way too, that hey, you know, nobody can do that as good as me. Nobody can take care of that animal as good as me. Nobody will do that. Nobody will be that, that detailed. But you got to step back and you've just got to train your people well, check back in on them, let them mm. know, you know, make sure you spell it out and um, and then check back and make sure they did do a good job, especially with the animals. They, the animals have got to get certain care. Um, but but you know, like I'll, I'll I'll we'll need to replace all the flowers here at the farm for seasonal. You know, every yeah. season we replace all the beautiful flowers that are in all the flower beds and the pots and everything. And instead of me going, okay, I want that there, that there, that there, I just give them all the flowers and I say, okay, y'all have at it. Just decorate the farm. You know, they love that. 
they love them. And so when people visit the farm, guests visit the farm, which we get guests Thursdays, Fridays, and Saturdays, um, you know, the, the people that are working here, even on a volunteer basis, they, you can just see them like beaming. They just, you know, cause somebody will say, oh, what a beautiful flower pot or, and they'll just like beam because they think, well, yeah, I helped do that. You know, so um, I'm, I'm a real believer in that a boss doesn't, a leader does not mean you're the best. It means uh-huh. you're making others better. And I really think bosses and leaders need to think about that. We need to think about that because when you make your people better, whether they're paid or volunteers, then they're the face of your farm better. And, and they, they spread the word. <laughs> I'll tell you, Michael, right now, uh, it is, uh, our, we, we have grown so much on Thursdays, volunteers come in. I had three other people call me last week and say they're going to come this weekend. It's just mm-hmm. like, it's incredible. Um, Thursdays, I've just got to mostly be managing, you know. Yeah. Being, I, I make sure I go out early and do all the chores that I've got to do before 9 o'clock. Because between 9 and 5, you know, I am busy managing and making sure that everything goes good. As well as, you know, the customers that are streaming in and out, too. So it is, um, it's quite, quite a, um, but, but, you know, we get a ton of work done, too. Yeah. But, got, but you got to do it right, you know. I've yeah. got to let them know what I want. I have a list. And I'm starting to even post it in the hoop house now that tells them, you know, okay, this and this and this needs to be done. And they can even pick the chore they want. Yeah. So um, anyway, have you had luck with that? Yeah. I mean, for us, we uh, we didn't do a lot of volunteers because we were so far um, in our old farm from the, the beaten path. We were an hour from our major sales city. Mm. Um, <clears throat> but at our new place here, um, we have 12,000 cars that go by a day. So yeah, once wow. we're up and yeah, once we're up and going, we'll have a fair a bit of customer interaction. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I, I love the aspect of the meditation aspect that you've got and just the different community engagement sides because that's and so I'm really trying to think how can we build that into what we're doing here. Yeah. Um, which is really cool. Well, well you know, I, I never planned on this. It yeah. I, I feel like I'm really being led. I, I like I was led to build the labyrinth. I didn't even know what a labyrinth was. And yeah. uh, some, a visitor from England was visiting uh, long, you know, kind of the second summer we were open. It was fall of 2018. And she visited and there was nothing on that side of the farm. And she goes, she looked around and she goes, it's so peaceful over here. Y'all need a labyrinth. Mm. And I'm like, I'm like, okay, well, I didn't even know what a labyrinth yeah. was. She, she left and went back to England. And the next week, a friend of mine came by and she had a carload of books she was taking to the DAV. And she asked if I wanted to dig through there and get some because she knew I liked to read. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And there was three books on how to build a labyrinth. And I thought, there oh, you go. gosh. So I was tapping on, I was being tapped on the shoulder saying build a labyrinth. And yeah. we're, we're actually registered with the Labyrinth Society. And so you can Google the Dragonfly Labyrinth and we pop up. And I swear some people visit us just to walk the labyrinth. But then they wind up shopping yeah. store, you know, enjoying the farm. And, uh, and you know... You know, fr- Fridays and Saturdays are are just full of visitors, um, and uh, Fridays and Saturdays are days that you know I it's mostly me and uh, and my and my husband here if 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 he's not working, mm-hmm. mostly me. And then Saturdays, one of my part time workers sometimes comes back to help me for a few hours, but um, it's just full of visitors and events and drum circles programs. Um, you know, people. Even if I'm really busy, if we get a group come to the farm, I'll just stop what I'm doing and give them a tour. And that, that's something I wanted to speak to, too. I, I really do believe us as farmers, especially if you're doing any kind of agritourism where, where you're doing, you know, you want people to be thinking about their uh-huh. meditating, slowing down, de-stressing, you know. Um, we need to be 
that way ourselves. Um, you know, even if I'm have a crazy day, if we, if, you know, if I start feeling like, you know, my shoulders are going up and I'm getting this crazy look on my face, you know, I, I take a minute, I breathe deep. Um, I've always been into yoga. And, um, so I, I'm not a yoga instructor, but I've, I love yoga and, you know, I feel like it goes well with any faith. I, I'm, I'm, I'm Christian, but I, um, I, I, I'll stop. And, and I, I read one time it said, Om Shanti Namahe means God, peace, not about me in Sanskrit. Yeah. And, um, so whenever I start getting busy, I think that, you know, God, peace, not about me. Om Shanti Namahe slows me right down. I take a deep breath. And I'm able to face all the craziness and the customers and everything with a calm, a calm, relaxing demeanor, which helps them be relaxed. Yeah. Yeah, no. And I know anybody that farms, you know that some days are crazy. I mean, especially if you got animals and stuff, but, but you've got to get hold of yourself. Um, and one thing we do, no matter how busy we are, I've always got some refreshments during the summer. It's a, it's a lemon, it's a herbal lemonade. I've got okay. it out there. Um, all three days we're open each week and it's ice cold and it is, it's something I brew the night before it's, it, it steeps all night. So it's, mm-hmm. it's strong and, and, uh, and, and very healthy, uh, brew it long and strong and, uh, it's lemonade. It's, um, I'm sorry, it's lavender, rose and lemon balm, and then a little bit of stevia leaf which naturally sweetens it. So I make my homemade tea bags. I do two gallons at night. I let it steep all night. And then I, in the morning, I add organic, organic lemons, and it makes a beautiful herbal lemonade, which is totally stress-relieving. That, uh-huh. that combination of herbs is totally stress-relieving. And then during the, during the winter, I do herbal de-stressing teas, uh, hot teas. Yeah. And when people visit, we actually stand around because we're open all year. So you can enjoy the seasons here during the winter. We, st- we have a fire going all every day. We're open and they're able to get a hot tea. And we stand around and talk, talk about the current events and how people are doing. Uh-huh. And, uh, you know, you've got, you know, that our, our farm is all about that. It's about slowing down, living close to nature. And um, and so you've got to show that uh-huh. when people visit. Um, we uh, we actually get a lot of groups, uh, the drumming. I got to talk about the drumming. Oh my gosh. And if you want to add something to your farm, check into music. Music adds a whole aspect to your farm that I never dreamed we'd be doing. Now I'm doing my guitar and drumming, mostly the drum circles. Um, a lot of the young people have really, they have, they love helping me with those. And we, we've had a lot of groups visit us that special ed groups from the schools. Um, drumming, the beat of the drums helps with ADD, Tourette's, tension. People say it lowers their blood pressure. It's just, it's it, the, just the beat of the drums is so, mm-hmm. and we actually drum to all kinds of music. We'll, we'll, we even drum to Amazing Grace. We'll drum to Old MacDonald Had a Farm if we get a lot of little kids. Mm-hmm. And uh, we'll even, uh, you know, we do, we do some Native American songs. We do some Earth songs. But, um, but yeah, it's all about the beat. And I think it's all about just kind of being together as a team doing it. Yeah. So, as groups visit the farm, we'll break out the drums and drum with them. And then they'll leave. Here come another group. We'll break out the drums and drum with them, you know. And that's that's all part of what we do. You know, we go the extra mile. And I really think farms need to do that. I really do. Um, I really do. I, um, I, and, and they need to think about how they're, how they're presenting themselves, too. Um, I called this one farm recently, and I wanted to ask her about something. And her voice message... I'll probably never call her back. Her voice message was that um, I do not answer my voice messages, so don't leave me a message. And I was like, wow, you know, I mean, people, we got to be real here. Even, you know, yeah. farmers, farmers got to get up to date here. We, 
you know, we, we need to be more welcoming. I know we're busy, but we've got to be welcoming. Mm-hmm. You know, and I, I know you agree with that. Absolutely. Yeah. If, if, if you can't, if customers can't talk to you, can't leave you a message, they don't feel like you want to engage with them. They're going to find someone who does. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Now it's, it's a very, it's, I, I have chosen a very challenging path and, uh, um, but like so, I said, yeah, I you have like a lot I've going on. <laughs> I, I, I'm running a full retail store. I'm running animals. I'm, you know, it's funny. I, I ask another local farm and, um, and it's a great farm. They have a great farm and, and, but they mostly, they're mostly open, um, in the, you know, seasonally, they're not open all year like us, but I asked her cause she had all these animals, you know, cows and sheep and pigs and all, and peacocks. And I'm, I'm like, Oh my gosh, how do you take care of all these animals? And she actually, you know, she gave me something to think about outside the box. She goes, you know, she goes, well, we just rent them for events. And I'm like, Oh my gosh, you know, I hadn't even thought of doing that, but yeah, but, but, but I don't know. I, I don't think I could do that. I mean, it, that's good to think outside the box. I mean, it really is. Cause, um, yeah. but, but, I, but what do you do every weekend when you get visitors? I mean, I, you know, so it, it wouldn't work for me being open, you know, all year and everything, but, uh, you know, but, 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 you know, that this is an example, always be thinking, always be thinking outside the box because mm-hmm. it definitely works for her. Um, it's such a challenge here. We're educational plus farming plus retail. We're agritourism plus music. And every business model I've ever, every business class I've been to says focus on one business model. And I'm like, but, but I look at what I'm doing and it is one business model. It's just got so so many legs. Mm -hmm. I mean, there's no way I could make money or be successful just selling eggs. Oh Um, yeah. No, I mean, there's no way. And I tell you, and then you got to deal with the weather. That's just a whole another thing, which you just got to let go. You can't control it. You just got to let it go. Don't let it make you worry yourself to death. And, um, but I, I had, we're, we're only in our third year here. I had a slamming year planned here for this year. And then of course the COVID hit. So I had to cancel and rearrange everything. And, mm-hmm. uh, the first two years, I, I have to admit, I mean, we, we have lost money the first two years. Um, I've heard that's very common with farms. Mm-hmm. Um, and, but it's still so difficult to take when you're working so hard. And But, you know, but I, like I said, I really think we were going to do it this year. I really do. And, you know, like most starting farms, we kept it alive with my husband's off-farm income. And um, fortunately, I'm, I'm a good budgeter, and I tried to stick to my budget, and, and I'm not paying Main Street rent, you know. Yes. Good. Um, and, you know, actually, I feel like the virus has helped people find us. Yeah. Um, because people are looking for local places to shop and avoid crowds. And like I said, they can get everything here. Um, at, at one time in May, we were the only place in our whole county that had any eggs. I had a line. And wow. uh, the way I've been safe is that I only let one person or one family in the store at a time because we are kind of small. Yeah. So I had a line, and some people didn't want to wait, so they left. Uh, but, um, you know, but it was um, it, it was quite quite interesting. Um, and uh, and so far we've done – we've managed pretty – pretty good um we are growing we are growing and i'm looking into right now um hiring some of my part-time people full-time i'm really striving towards that so right now i'm looking into the legalities of doing that we do everything correctly here Mm -hmm. i do all my all my licenses all my insurances i cross my t's and dot my i's i when, when i wanted to do this when i started in 2017 i actually marched my little butt down to um 
um, the zoning here in Matthews County. Yep. And I said, I said, can I do this? I told them what I wanted to do. And they said, no. <laughs> okay. And I know. And so I looked at them. I said, okay, well, how can I do what I want? And at first they said I had to pay money every year and, and get yeah. a, a permit and all this. And, but then, but then, you know, they actually said, no, we've known you a long time. You just pay us a little money now. We'll rezone you and you're good to go. So, um, I, um, so oh, yeah. So, so what did they I, end up zoning you? Yes. Yes. So I highly recommend anybody that's going to be doing anything like this, go to your zoning because you don't want to get started and then have them come and shut you down after you've already spent money. So um, I highly recommend that. Always know your zoning. Work with them. Make your sign. Stay within the codes. It's, it's, it's a pain, but you just got to do it. You got to do it or you're just going to be fighting with your county. Mm -hmm. And that's not good business. That's not good business. So what, what zone are you in now then? What did, what did they end up rezoning you to? Well, I guess uh, because a lot of agriculture had moved out of our area, we were, we were zoned to rural. And so they rezoned us to agricultural, which helped me. Gotcha. Gotcha. So, um, yeah, so just check your zoning and know that. And um, another thing we have struggled with here is pricing. And I know uh -huh. pricing is difficult for everybody, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. It, it no. is pricing. Yeah. It is, it is hard. So many, I, I'm a real believer in classes. So I've taken all kinds of online training and all this stuff, learning about business. And, um, and I take it all and I weigh it and I apply it. And so many places have said, oh, you've got to sit down like, okay, we only do farm tours on this day, these times, and this is how much it costs and blah, blah, blah. Well, you know, I looked at all that. That just doesn't work for us. I mean, we are a medicinal herb and organic egg farm open to the public. I'm an herbalist trained that I can talk to people and kind of guide them to natural wellness. Mm -hmm. It's all about working with people and I, and we're not bush gardens, you know, I, I yeah. just couldn't put like, okay, you know, and if, and if somebody, if, you know, if we plan to have farm tours only on Saturday between two and four and it costs $10 a person and all this, and but if people show up on Thursday or Friday and they want to see the farm, I'm still going to show them around. So I'm not just going to say no farm tours are only on Saturday, you know, and I, I just couldn't do that. It just didn't work with how, with how I wanted it to go. So what I did, I did post, I've got a couple of signs around the farm that says, you know, your donations are gratefully accepted and we cherish you. And, you know, you know, so please support what we're doing. And I find that works amazing. Mm. So I do not charge for farm tours. I don't charge for my, um, my her herbal advice. I am not a practicing herbalist. I'm a community herbalist, so, but if people, and I get people wanting to talk all the time, and they want to sit down with me, have a cup of tea or something, and they talk to me about what's going on with them, and, and um, I don't diagnose, I tell them I'm not a doctor, uh -huh. but if their doctor says, well, I'm having trouble with this or that, then I can advise them as maybe what I would do if I had uh -huh. their problem, and, and help them, you know, often it's mostly just diet, it's diet and lifestyle. Uh -huh. And so I share with them how my husband and I have gotten ourselves healthy. Um, my husband and I were not very healthy at all 30 years ago. And um, we had all kinds. We were very overweight. We smoked too much. We drank too much. We didn't live a healthy lifestyle. But 30 years ago, we looked at ourselves and said, hmm, you know, and yeah. it's, it's been small steps. And uh, but we we're in our mid 60s now. We we are totally healthy. We're on no meds. We we see the doctor every year for our physical and they do mm -hmm. everything and they look at us and they say, go home. You're fine. We are in no pain. We have good energy. We sleep good. It's all by living close to the earth um, mm -hmm. and, and living simply. We um, we're gluten, dairy and sugar free. We eat no processed foods. If it has a label, we don't eat it. OK. And, you know, it's all whole foods. It's good water. It's being outside. 
you know, uh-huh. it's moving, um, you know, and I'll, I'll talk a little bit more about that. I, I did want to talk about that. Um, people are always asking me, okay, okay, I'm, I'm a vintage person and they know I'm a vintage person. <laughs> and uh, so, and I, they want to know, how do I do it all? Okay. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Number one, I have a supportive and hardworking husband who I love and appreciate very much. He lets me be free. He lets me be creative. Mm-hmm. He supports me. And, um, but he tells, he's real with me too. Sometimes I get all caught up in things. I'm like, wow, I want to do that. And he's like, now, honey, how would you do that? <laughs> yes. So he brings me back down to earth when I need it. Um, number two, I know the principles of good health and I keep on track. I make sure I practice self-care and you need mm-hmm. to do um, number three, I'm very organized, very with the capitals, all in caps. I use, even though I'm a vintage person, I'm very up to date. I make sure I am. And I use every modern tool. I use mind, I use MindMeister, mind uh-huh. mapping tool to map out all my different areas and keep track. I do have a paper calendar that I rely on. Um, but I'm, I'm looking at Calendly or Google Calendar for keeping my schedule in my phone yep. too. Um, I have dry erase boards in my office where I keep track of everything on a month, daily, monthly, weekly schedule. And so right now I can look up and I can just see what I need to do as soon as I get done with you. Mm-hmm, <laughs> so, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, I am constantly doing that. And um, my biggest challenge lately, and I don't know about you, is keeping up with all the Zoom links flying around. Um, yes. I, I love the way you sent me an, uh, a new link today saying, hey, you know, remember we're, lo- we're kept getting on here today because then yeah. I had my link right there. So many people send you a link like a month ago yeah. and then you've got to keep track of that and know where to go back and get on it, you know. So, yeah. So, um, Gene, that's actually Calendly. Calendly does all those automations. Oh, yes. Yeah. So, you got it's a little bit of money, but again, I would not be able to operate this business without, uh, without Zoom, without Calendly, yeah. without- I saw you use yeah. that. Yes. Okay. Well, I'm definitely going to look at that then because that's been my most difficult part, you know, uh-huh. but, uh, um, but I, I believe, and I, I want to talk, and okay, I believe in being the person that when people call me, whether it's about farming, whether it's about business, whether it's about setting up a program, whether it's about uh-huh. going and doing a drum circle for a group over in, in a different county, I, I do all these things. I believe in being the person that when they call me, I call them right back. I, they, they, they know that I will call them right back. I am, I believe in being timely. I believe in being organized. I believe in being the person that, um, if they, if I said I'm going to do something, I do it. And I just Uh think that's so important. I have my, my office set up as a zoom studio, as a video studio. It's all set to go. I don't break it down. I, I don't have time. I'll just run in here and do a video. I've got the good lighting. I've got a podcast mic. I've got lights. I've got backdrops, you know, the uh-huh. virtual backgrounds so that, um, so that, you know, they don't see my messy office. <laughs> and, um, and so I can do a quality job. And, and, you know, that means a lot. People will, and, you know, I'm speaking to people that are farmers too. And so often farmers don't think they've got to do a lot of this because they're uh-huh. not working in offices. But farmers need to be, ready to they need to be ready to go they need to be you professional know, ready to be accommodating um you know because you know you want them to call you you want them to call your farm you want them to set up things with you so so you've got to be open to that and uh, and i just i just think that's so important um i developed my social media skills i was never even on facebook until a couple of years ago and i went on to develop our our, our social media side of promoting the farm mm-hmm. um, so what I, do you find works best on the social media side? Um, I find Facebook, but all the young people that work here say 
Instagram, but I, I find Facebook works better. Uh-huh. And mostly I like the groups. I find working with the groups, you know, posting in them is what works the best. Um, but I, um, I, I just, yeah, it's, it's, you know, I, I, I'm really, right now I'm working, we, we are growing. And so I'm looking at updating our sales machines for our uh-huh. point of sale and making it so it links more to my QuickBooks. So I'm not having to do so much manual work. Uh-huh. And, um, yeah, just work, and, and it worked better with the inventory because I'm keeping up with the whole store inventory too, and it's so so difficult. And mm-hmm. I'm hoping maybe to hire somebody to help me too. Yeah, but I don't really. People ask, how do you do all this? I I don't really think about it. I just breathe and practice self care and balance, and just do it. I look ahead, not back. If uh-huh. I make a mistake, I learn from it. I cry a little bit. And yeah. just go in and um, and learn, you know, and share, share and care is our motto here. Uh-huh. Share and care. If if you were to go back and like reset, restart, what would you uh, what would you do differently from the start? I would I would definitely establish. I was slow to establish a working budget and business plan. I would definitely do that right off. Uh-huh. Um, as you can tell, I didn't quite know what I was doing uh-huh. really where my goal was but but Jean, happened. i think yeah i think so many farms start that way and i think yeah. that's okay i think you've kind of just like you've got the drive you got the energy you've got the vision you just kind of needed a little bit of like what's going to work and you've built yourself a very unique farm which now people are flocking to so yeah, yeah. I, I i do i think they're finally finding us I'm excited about 2021. Uh-huh. I, I'm just, you know, and I don't let the fact that, you know, that I haven't made m- big money yet eh, bother yeah. me. You just got to keep going. And really, when I look at what I'm doing, even when I first started in 2017, being a millionaire was not the goal. Uh-huh. Sharing was the goal. And, uh, you know, I've actually had a few friends that are in, into doing your readings, you know, and I've had pe- people do my readings and they're like, okay, your spirit animal is a horse. And money doesn't motivate you. Yeah. And, you know, that is so true. And, you know, I mean, you do need to make enough money to pay the bills, to pay your staff, to, you know, to have it make sense. But that's not the big motivator. The big motivator here is sharing and natural wellness and helping people find that. Yeah. Um, uh-huh. Yeah. We. Oh, oh, you ask about advertising, too. A big thing I am finding, I, I actually do a YouTube channel. I started it okay. in January 2019. I go on every week, every Tuesday, yeehaw, it's YouTube Tuesday, and I come from the farm, and uh, I, gosh, a couple weeks ago, I even had dirt on my nose. I, I really need to stop and look at myself before I go on there, but I, uh, I, I've been doing it. I've only missed one Tuesday when it was, I think it was Christmas Eve last year, and mm-hmm. I just, I thought, I just don't feel like going on Christmas Eve, but uh, that's the only Tuesday I've missed. I'm very consistent. I've had a lot of people, people find us from that, and it, yeah, they, they come out, and they're just like, oh, I saw you on YouTube, you know? Mm-hmm. I found that to be an amazing resource. So yeah. how far do you feel like people come to the farm? What's the furthest visitor you've had? They come from, I, I have some volunteers that come here for an hour and a half from Virginia Beach. Oh, wow. And people drive all the way from Williamsburg, which is over an hour. They come from Richmond. Um, uh, yeah, uh, I've had, because, okay, here in, here in Virginia, I, I know when, when I wanted to get my herbalist training, I had to drive three hours. For four years, mm. I drove three hours each way to get my classes in. And because there's nothing over on this area. So we are actually 
you know, this, this is something new in our area. So, and, you know, uh, an hour, hour and a half is better than three hours. So yeah. they're able to come out here and find the herbs and have a, a day of wellness. And, um, you know, and I, you know, I, I'm just so, I'm so grateful and I feel so blessed that people are making the effort. I make sure, like I said, we, we're welcoming. It's a day, you, you, you can come here real quick, shop and go, you know, buy your eggs and stuff and go, or you can come and stay hours and we just leave you alone. You can, you can, you know, visit all the farm areas. You can, we always have refreshments, like I said. It's, uh, some people bring their lunches. I mean, even on, even on Fridays or Saturdays, they know they, we have picnic tables scattered around. They can bring their, their families and come out and bring their lunches. They can picnic. They can enjoy the animals. They can walk the labyrinth or the peace path. They can, uh-huh. Some people just love to go sit by the honeybee hives and just watch the bees go in and out. Uh-huh. You know, um, it relieves their stress. So we're just, we're just really happy about that. So talk to us about your team because you talked about you have some part-time employees. How yeah. do you find the people that work for you? Yes. Some of the young people that have been here have been with me for years. And um, I, I mostly find people through them. And they have been very steadfast. Some of them have come and worked for a while, and then they go. They go to college or something, and they come back, you know. Mm-hmm. And a lot of them have full-time jobs, but they work, you know, one day a week here. And like I said, I'm hoping I can, at the right time, you know, have a few of them come be my full-time people. But they, they're just amazing. And uh, I, I cherish them. And I make sure I appreciate them. And, and uh, yeah, I'm, I'm really hoping that, um, you know, you got to think legacy. Um, I love my own two children. I have two grown children and four grandchildren, but they have no interest in this. Mm. They, they have their own lives. So I'm really hoping when CA and I decide we do want to stop doing this, that, uh, you know, I might can sell the business, a ready-made mm-hmm. business to some of these young people that are, have so invested in it, you know. And, uh-huh. and they can make it their own. So I think there's a good chance of that. And you always got to be thinking about legacy, especially as you, as you get into your 60s. You know? Yeah. So on the farm, do you have specific roles or do people just have like, I think you mentioned earlier, you just have a list and they can pick what they want to do. Well, the list is actually new. We're, we're just starting. Oh, okay. Up until now, it's been just report to me or um, sometimes I'll text them a list and uh-huh. a bunch of them come in and do that. But, you know, just recently, I've got so much going on that I'm having to share more like I'm, I'm finally showing some of the young people okay here's how you make the tea blends you know you gotta mm-hmm. gotta sanitize your hands you the people work with you the, the guests the visitors work with you to create the tea blends because that adds power to it I think and uh, and you know I, I I'm gonna I'm gonna show them how to make the capsules I grow I can grow I make herbal capsules for people uh, people that don't like maybe ne- necessarily drinking hot tea can make a I can make an herb blend and I grind it into powder and I can create capsules, herbal capsules for them. And I actually found a vet, uh, an holistic vet, that has me making capsules for dogs. And, uh, you know, who knew I'd be making money, Mm -hmm. you know, making capsules for dogs. So I'm I'm just so thrilled, you know. Um, Yeah, I'm just so thrilled about how it's going. For your promotion, you've talked about you're using Facebook, you're using YouTube. Um, How else do you promote the farm? Well, new by going on to, you know, uh, podcast and webinars. I've been doing mm-hmm. that for a while. I do belong to a couple of really good groups. Uh, I belong to Retail Alliance, which is a local business group that is amazing. Um, and then Chambers, I advertise on all of them. Um, okay. I've, I'm, hey, I go around, I post flyers in the be- local bed and breakfasts so that okay. when we get tourists here um, to the farm, you know, to, to the area, they yeah. actually see a flyer that, oh, there's a medicinal urban egg farm. Yeah, we'll go out there. And, oh, they're having a drum circle tonight, you know. Yeah. And we we do events here. Um, we're really getting into 
Um, I belong to all, I, that's why I say, I, you really got to get out there. I belong to so many things. And right now, my, my big thing that's happening is um, homeschooling groups are finding us. Mm. Because they can come out and use one of our big outside tented areas where they has tables, you know, picnic tables and stuff there. They, they, they can spread out and they can uh-huh. safely, you know, use our Internet connection and they can um, hold classes. They can get together and do that. And um, so uh, that, that's one of our big things right now. And I'm encouraging other business groups to do that. Hey, you mm-hmm. tired of Zooming? Come on out. You can use one of our outdoor areas to have a meeting. Yeah. Uh, yeah, that seems and, sounds like a lot of fun. Yeah, again, because, you know, the Zoom thing was pretty cool at the beginning, but I think a lot of businesses are really getting tired of it all of a sudden, you know, Uh or or maybe would like a little break, you know, Uh from it. Now, for let's say your drum circles, do you charge for those or is that just free as well, just a donation? We we ask for a donation of $10. Okay. And uh, they they are two hours long, and so, and sometimes we bring in guests. We just had a guest come in from Virginia Beach at our last one last Friday, uh, Brian Egan from the Sound Healing Conservatory there with the Edgar Casey Foundation. Okay. And uh, he did a sound um, healing meditation with the sound bowls and all that. So it was amazing. But we we charge ten dollars per person. Anybody over twelve, mm-hmm. uh, we we that that includes the whole evening and uh, it includes uh, refreshments. We always have refreshments. And after I pay all my expenses out of that, uh, we always donate to the Humane Society. Mm. Part of that. And when we do a big festival here, a big music festival and stuff, it's usually like $20 and $5 of every ticket goes to the Humane Society. So, Gotcha. um, So all of our things are based. You've got to be thinking about that, you know. Um, Yeah. And, And maybe, I don't know, I'm... You know, I probably need to be charging more in some areas. You know, I've got to be looking at that, but it's so hard. And I don't know about your area where you're at, but Matthews County is not New York City. Mm. It's um, it's not Williamsburg. It's not Richmond. It's a very rural county. So it's Matthews, Gloucester, Saluda, West Point. We're mm. all in that area. And people don't have, there. you know, it's not a ton of rich people here. So I try to keep the prices in my store good. And, yeah. And, and everything like that. You don't want to be known as, oh, no, you don't want to go shop there because it's a super expensive, you know. Yes. Yeah. That, that's no good. So I try to keep everything reasonable. So it's always, it's always hard, isn't it, to figure out pricing. Pricing yeah. is hard. Yeah. So then you, so you have the, the people just a regular donation fund. You've got like the music drum circle events. You've yes. got the store with the eggs and all the, the herbs and stuff. Yes. Are those the three major income streams? Um, yes, selling the, the potted herbs. Oh, okay. So um, you've also got the horticulture side. Oh, yes. Oh, yeah. We And I sell, you know, eggs, um, duck and chicken eggs, uh, cut flowers. Uh, we're getting into the hemp. Mm-hmm. Um, we, we have, um, yeah, we, I'm an elderberry grower. I sell elderberry plants. Um, and then, yeah, we're, we, we're getting into doing um, veggie starts, you know, spring yeah. and fall veggie, especially lettuces and things mm-hmm. like that. Mm-hmm. So um, yeah, we we do a we do a lot of of agricultural, you know. So which is, it's it can be pretty challenging to keep up with everything. But um, but I don't know. I it seems like it's really rolling. Um, uh-huh. It's, it's kind of like I always think it's kind of like that that old plate spinner thing where he's got like a line of plates on a little stick spinning and uh-huh. you spin this one and then you run run down the line and keep them all spinning and then you run down the down to the first one, you know, uh-huh. Uh-huh. and uh, and keep it all balanced, you know. But like I said, I I'm re- reaching my limit. I do need to start having some full time people. Yes, so looking at that. Um, yeah. you know, e- even with having all the wonderful volunteers I've got. 
and my and my beautiful you know part-time people that I am paying I I'm realizing I need some full-time people Mm-hmm. So, um, so I am going to be starting that up, and um, I think it's and we're going more and more educational. We've actually had a few, had a few companies find us lately that are going to be using us for programs for their company. So oh, we're cool. going to be doing more and more because we can do programs on um, how to grow veggies, you know, how to grow herbs, how to take care of bees. I I teach beekeeping classes all the time. Um, how to how to you know use the herbs, how to Gosh, is this, it gets this goes on and on and on. You know how to keep chickens, how to keep ducks. You know, um, yeah. I mean, so so everybody's wanting to know these kind of classes, and that doesn't even count all the just herbalism classes. Mm-hmm. How to use the herbs, how to walk around and identify what you can eat, and mm-hmm. what's growing medicine right between your feet. I mean, we have all got to get smarter. We need to learn what's out there because God gives us the earth, and the earth gives us everything we need. We just got to stop poisoning it and then going out and spending money on food and medicine that's not mm-hmm. as good. You mm-hmm. know, that mm-hmm. is that is our belief here. And and that that's what we're sharing. That is what we're sharing. And, you know, I'm not that worried about the money. The money will come. I I'm, I'm just keep going forward. No fear. Keep going forward. Using my brain. <laughs> Do mm-hmm. the best I can. And the money will come. So. so what would you say is the biggest mistake that beginning farmers make? It now that is. you've been farming okay, for a couple think, of years. I think it's what doing what everybody else is doing. Mm. Doing doing what everybody else is doing and just kind of running on autopilot. I think I think even farmers, everybody running their own business, no matter what it is, think outside the box. Look for ways to make yourself stand out. Go the extra mile, you know. Um, keep up with modern technology. Use it. Don't just complain mm-hmm. about it. Use it and uh, use it. It will help you. And, and for, for goodness sakes, take debit and credit cards. So many farmers I know, they're like, oh, no, we only take cash. Well, well then you're not going to have many sales. Yeah, mm-hmm. no. You've got to keep up with that, especially the young people. They don't have any money in their pockets. And if you want to have the young people who are the main ones spending money, then you need to ha- take debit and credit cards. And you need to look into the other things. I'm checking right now on Venmo and Zelle. And, uh-huh. you know, they want to be able to do what they want to do. And and so you've got to be able to give them what they want, you know. Uh-huh. Um, I, I think that that's the biggest thing I see. And, um, and another bad thing is locking yourselves into a business model too early. I think keep fluent. I mean, uh-huh. if I had locked myself in early, I never would have gotten into doing all this. It it just keeps happening and keeps happening. And I, I have, I, I have a business signs on my truck, right? Mm-hmm. And to advertise my farm as I'm driving around and I have changed them so many times and I'm fixing to change them again. Cause we just got a new logo. Uh, you got to keep fresh. I've had the same logo for forever. Mm-hmm. And, um, I, I'm like, okay, it's time for a new one. Now it is. It, it doesn't so much emphasize the CA&J farm. It's the life close to nature, sharing the earth. Mm-hmm. So, because we're getting more and more educational, so you've got to keep up, you know, and you've got to keep fresh, you know. You gotta, you gotta keep um, being relevant, you know. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, or, you know, so many, especially vintage people like like myself, they're so bad as of saying, "Oh no, I don't want to change." I too many changes. Well, especially in business, whether you're a brick and mortar or a farm. You've got to change or you've, you're going to get run over. I mean, and huh. so you've got to be open or you won't have any business. So um, I just highly advise that. Highly advise that. So if you could pick one, what would be your favorite farming tool? 
the cobra head weeder from Johnny Seeds. I love that thing. Okay. And, uh, and how do you use it? It it breaks the earth's it breaks the earth's grip on the weeds. Uh -huh. And so I, I can I I'm blessed to be short with short legs. So everybody says I'm a I'm a perfect weeder because I can just walk around, bend down, and just chop and bring, chop uh -huh. and, and, and grab. You know the cobra head weeder. I get it from Johnny Seeds, but I'm sure you can order it from other places too. But uh, it just you know you you plunge that into a weed and it breaks the earth's grip on it and you're able to rip uh -huh. it out really fast and clean. Yeah. Yeah, and they have a long handled version as well as a short handled version, correct? I, you know, somebody told me about that. I've just got the short head, so I need to get the long-headed one. I do. Yeah, no, they're great. Do. So do you believe that now is the best time to start a farm? I sure do. I sure do. A lot of people may think not, but I sure do because the world needs us. No one would be growing for the world if we're all working in offices, and that seems to be where everybody wants to work. Heck mm. if I know why, <laughs> but that seems to be. Mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. So I so, think it's a great time to start a farm. I think people need us. And especially the type of farm you're doing, which is so educational, I think right now there's such a need for that. Well, you know, it's a place, it's not just a place to come by and buy, and buy come mm -hmm. by and buy a potted plant. It's a place to talk and learn and, and you know, I mean, we, we talk a lot about your diet, your lifestyle, everything. Um, we, we just share with what my husband and I do, you know, mm -hmm. to be able to keep ourselves healthy. And, you know, farms, especially a place like us where we're talking about wellness, you've got to be a product of the product. So um, my husband and I, we, we, we really strive for that. Um, have you ever gone for your doctor's appointment? You see your doctor standing out back behind the hospital smoking a cigarette, you know. Yeah. That doesn't give you much faith, you know. Yeah. So my husband and I really, we, we work towards being a product of the product. And I, I advise most farmers to be that way. You want to have a healthy, you know, a healthy presentation. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So where can people find out more about you and your work? Okay, thank you. We are, we have a website. CAJFarm.com. My husband's name is Charles Allen, and I'm Jean. Uh -huh. So CAJFarm.com. Uh, YouTube is CA and the little and symbol J uh -huh. Farm. And then um, our email you can you can email me. I'm at CAJFarm at gmail.com. And you can call me 804 815 2839. Text me, call me, we'll talk about if, if you have any questions about the herbs and how to live more naturally and more healthy. I especially love sharing with the kids. Mm. I want them to be healthy and to think healthy early. And I love sharing with the older people um, as, who are my age um, and women because you know there's no reason when you get in your 50s and 60s that you should be hurting and feel bad for the last half of your life. Mm -hmm. um, you just got to give it a little thought and work. Do the work. Mm -hmm. um, you know, I, I I wanted to read, may I read just a short little sentence? Um, it's uh -huh. a wellness mantra. Is that okay, Michael? Go for it. Okay. This is something we read at the drum circles. And just listen to it and let it sink in. May I be well in body, spirit, and mind. May I be at peace internally and externally. May I feel connected, supported, and loved. And may I be healthy, strong, and free. Say that to yourself a couple of times and mm -hmm. let that sink in. Sing a song of wellness and well you'll be.
Gene, mm. thank you so much for your time today. This has been an absolutely fascinating conversation. And, uh, you know, it's a little bit unusual because usually we're focused more on the production side of agriculture. And not that you're not production, but you're doing so much education too, which is so exciting. So, well, again, thank I wanted you for you to sharing. Know too, I want you to know too, and I don't think I even said that, but we do everything organically here, mm. <laughs> which means yeah. we do everything the hard way. <laughs> <laughs> and I, I don't think I told you that, but yeah, we, we have a sign. As you come on the farm, it says our, our farm practices all organic methods and mm. um, people they they like that a lot which they they can buy you know veggie starts for their spring planting and their fall planting or, or our herbs and they know that's all been raised organically mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and sometimes they get a free bug on their plant <laughs> <laughs> yes. yeah. all right well gene thanks so much thank you for having me all right y'all be well Hey, Thriving Farmers, next week on the podcast, I will be interviewing Simon Huntley and Neil Staffer from Harvey. Now, uh, you may have heard of Harvey before. They're a CSA management uh, software company, but they've recently started something new where they've been doing what they call like a Harvey Pittsburgh. That's what they were going to be talking about next week. And so they're starting to put together regional co-op for more of a CSA aspect. So anyway, fascinating conversation. They had a massive success this year with when they did it in Pittsburgh, um, working with uh, dozens of farmers in the area with over 650 co-opted shares. And we get on and we talk all about what it means to uh, set one of these up. Um, we talk packaging, we talk working with farmers, we talk um, how CSA works or doesn't work for different styles of farms and um, how they are changing the CSA landscape. So join me next week for a conversation all about CSA and automation. So there you have it, another episode in the books. So I'd love if you would hop on over to iTunes and leave us a rating and a review. Those mean everything to us. We love to hear what you're thinking. If you have a podcast guest that you can recommend, please pop on over to the Thriving Farmer podcast website and leave us a review. That's thrivingfarmerpodcast.com.